Welcome to everyone's favorite talk therapy podcast, Ramble with Jesslyn. I'm Jesslyn, and today we're rambling about a lot of different things, but mainly I just wanted to hop on here and say that naps are the human version of turning it off and then turning it back on again to fix the problem. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Also, song recommendation for today's episode is Drinking Games by Sophie Cates. And I want to follow that up with Sweet Little Lies by, I don't want to butcher her name, Below. It's like B-U-L-O-W, but it has like the two dots over the U, and I have no idea how to pronounce that. Both of these songs are going to be relevant to today's topic. So Drinking Games by Sophie Cates, I found it a really interesting time in my life. Like, it fell into my lap the moment I needed it most, and I cried the first time I listened to it. And I just kind of, like, a situation that I went through in my life, I kind of just really vibe with it. But even, like, now that I don't, like, it's not as personal to me as it was, it is still an amazing song. And I just, it's just, I I could listen to more of her songs. I'm in love. Like, it is, I will crank my car volume up as loud as I can while I'm listening to it without blowing up my speakers and just scream at the top of my lungs in pain. And then Sweet Little Lies is my friend and I were, you know, listening to music in the car as we do. And that song came on and I was like, whoa, this relates to me. What is it? And she told me and I listened to it. And it's, um, it also gave me inspiration for something that I wrote. Don't mind me. I'm a little, I'm a little sick. But, um, both of them, like I said, relate to today's podcast uh, topic that we're talking about which is dumb bitch boys and mainly my experience with all the various different boys that I've encountered most of which are bad they're very bad hence why it's dumb bitch boys and yeah get ready for the wildest ride of your life before we start this episode I do want to put a trigger warning out there multiple actually um There is going to be references to sexual assault, just sex in general and everything, like a lot of things having to do with sex. Um, There are mentions of suicide and self-harm. There's overall a lot of bad topics that I know can be triggering to a lot of people, but there's grooming and pedophilia. Those are the main ones that I can think of. So if any of that triggers you, I'd either tread with caution or just not listen to the episode at all because it can get very dark in some places and very triggering like it, I was triggered while talking about this stuff but stuff that I wanted to share so just listen with caution or to find something else to listen to thank you and stay safe kiddos so my troubles with the male species probably began with my biological dad But we're not going to talk about that. Let's just say there's a lot of daddy issues and mommy issues, which play into a lot of the experiences that I went through. So, it it all started when I was seven. We had just moved, and the only friend I had was this boy who was around my age. He was a little bit taller. He he had older brothers and older, like, cousins and stuff who we'd wrestle around with. So he was kind of like, for, like, a seven-year-old, he was kind of like... And I was just a scrawny little twig. 
and I'd go to his house and play, and he was the only friend I had for, like, the first year that I lived in this new town, and in the summer, we'd play outside in the pool, and, you know, just around town, wherever, my parents just kind of let me wander, and when it started to get cold out, and it was fall, and school started, and all that stuff, on the weekends, and, like, after school sometimes, I'd go to his house, and he had, like, this whole, like, playing area set up in his basement so we'd usually go down there and play and then one day he there was a bunch of shells that were lined up against the wall with like areas in between them and he uh, told me to go get something on one of the shelves so I turned I go look I can't find this thing I go to turn to tell him and he's walking the entryway and I'm like you know something along the lines of I can't find this is a long time ago this was 11 years ago and he just kind of like ignored what I had to say and was like lift your shirt up and I was like what that's that that's not what kids our age do like you only don't wear shirts when you're outside on a hot day <laughs> like running through a sprinkler and stuff like at least that that's what I did um and usually wear a proper swimming suit I just went shirtless but I was seven so it was okay and it was in the safety of my backyard and, um, so I was like, no, and he's like, well, I'm not letting you out until you lift your shirt up, and like I said, he's bigger than I was, because I was a scrawny little twig, so there's no way for me to get past him, since he was blocking the entryway out, and, and I, I couldn't leave the safe, I couldn't leave the hallway, like, little hallway the shelf made until I gave him what he wanted. And so that went on for a little while, and over the next year until I made more friends, it, it would get progressively worse. Like, I went from lifting my shirt up to pulling my pants down to touching and stuff. It, it, it wasn't until, like, a couple months ago that I actually remembered all of this happening. Because my brain just kind of, like, when I go through something, like, seriously traumatic, my brain kind of, like hides it from me like the memory suppression or something like that I don't know how to properly explain it it's just like I'll forget it ever happened because it was so traumatic and I've had that with a lot of memories and I've had a lot of them pop up over the last almost year so it wasn't until a couple months ago that I actually remembered any of this happening and he was his family was kind of like well respected in this town and I was terrified of saying anything because a he was scary and of one of his one of his cousins was also in my grade and that was he was a kind of a scary kid and um I, just, I I didn't say anything and I let it continue on for a year because I didn't have any other friends and I'd rather be with someone who treated me like that than like be alone and not have anybody so once I actually, like, made other friends, I stopped going over to his house, and I just hung out with my other friends instead, and, um, everyone always asks, we were, everyone thought we were good friends, and then I was terrified of him, so everyone was, like, my parents and his parents were always like, oh my god, why don't you guys hang out anymore, and I just kind of be like, oh, you know, I, I, I have 
and my other friends too. And seeing him around town was always pretty scary. Like there was this parade that would go on in the summer and his dad was always a part of it. So he was always a part of it. And they'd always come over and talk to us afterwards and it always made me very uncomfortable, but I, I, I couldn't say anything. So that was, that was the first really bad experience I've had with guys to say the least. Probably the worst one out of all of them, but there's, it's always hard to tell because there's been so many. And I'm kind of like looking bad to get it now, kind of like really mad that I let myself deal with that for so long. But that was kind of like a running theme in my life of stay with these people who treat you like shit so that you don't have to be alone. And it's kind of a scary thought that people have minds that work like that and purpose, like I always yeah is it's but I suppose it's more complicated than the black and white versions of looking at it after that for a while I kind of had a regular experience with guys you know I'd like them they wouldn't like me back I'd gossip to my friends about them that continued for the rest of elementary school I switched schools and went to a different school when I was in sixth grade and we moved around a lot when I was like younger, younger. So when I finally got to sixth grade, they're like, okay, this is enough moving. And we didn't move any more after that. So like throughout sixth grade and high school, I stayed with like, I grew up with the same people. Like we'd get new kids and some kids would move away. But for the most part, like my grade always stayed the same because it was, it was a smaller town. So like it's kind of like an everybody knew everybody situation. And um, so in a middle school, and into the start of high school, everything was pretty normal. And a lot of my, I, I've had a lot of issues throughout my life, but a lot of them worsened in the start of high school. I, I mean, with all the traumatic memory pop-ups that I've had, I realized that my childhood was not exactly great. But um, like I said, my brain suppressed it for me, so I didn't like remember a lot of the stuff that I that happened. And. Anyway, so my family went through a very traumatic experience in the beginning of my freshman year. And when we all kind of came out on the other side, things were drastically different than the way they'd been before or even during that event, which lasted around like three months. And my, my entire family changed and definitely not for the better. It was, it was horrifying. And then... So by the end of my freshman year, I was just kind of like dead on the inside. And um, summer came, summer went, and I started my sophomore year of high school and things were getting better, at least at school and friends wise. But at home, things did not get better. And my parents made me feel like I was worthless and useless and not good for anything. And so one of the ways I tried to cope with that was through sexual validation from guys. So like, I'd add all these random guys on my Snapchat and I'd get as close to sending nudes as you could get without actually sending nudes. And like a lot of them were older. And I'd just kind of like lie about my age, which in hindsight, not a good idea and I would not recommend to anybody. But um, so I'd like, I'd be messaging these guys, I'd be saying all these 
things. I'd be sending pictures I definitely shouldn't have been sending. It was, it was not a good time. Eventually I stopped after, I think someone like sent me a message threatening to, saying they knew where I lived and that they were gonna come like take me to live with them and do all these awful things to me. Um, things that begin with the letter R and end with A-P-E. And after that, I just kind of stopped because I was like, whoa, that is scary. Because I didn't know if this guy actually knew where I lived or not. But I was like, I was not about to take that chance because I did have like younger, I have a younger brother and sister and my parents do foster care. So like at the time we had a baby with us that was, you know, baby staying with us. And I was like, I'm not about to put like those children in danger just because I feel worthless and because I don't know how to cope with everything going on in my life. So I stopped with that. Um, it's kind of come and gone. Like whenever I'm feeling at my lowest or I feel like, I don't know, like I'm not good for anything, I will seek out men and not even men, just boys. Cause men, men are mature and know what they're doing. Boys are dumb. However, that's kind of like, it's kind of started fading out as I realized how stupid some of these people are. And I'm like, do I really want validation from people who don't know how to read and write properly? Or do I just want to stick with my friends who, okay, one of my friends has horrible grammar, but it's okay because we love her. But it's like, do I want these validation from people who only see me as an object or do I want to like talk my issues out with my friends? who see me as a person and who love me despite everything in my life. So that I was messaging one guy and I accidentally trauma dumped on him and he just ignored it all and was like, not gonna lie, I'm kind of horny right now. And I'm like, sir, what the fuck do you think you're doing right now? So yeah, I'm just about 15 to, I want to say close to 17. I'd kind of like just message these guys and be like, hey, validate me. Yeah. So it was January of 2021 that I got my first boyfriend. And it's kind of strange because his older brother's fiance had told me that this guy was like obsessed with me and I'd worked with him for the last like two months. I didn't really know him all that well. I'd kind of like ask him to do things for me and he'd do them. And apparently, like, everyone except for me knew that he, like, had this huge crush on me. And so I was, like, I'm, he wasn't a bad person. Well, I didn't think he was a bad person. But um, I didn't really like him like that. But I liked the idea of having a boyfriend and having someone who gave me constant attention and who's, like, obsessed with me. So I decided to go out with him and date him anyway. Uh, it was... It was a good one at first started. Uh... He had his birthday shortly after we got together. He said, I love you really fast. Like after four days of talking, he was just like, I love you. And it's like, you don't know anything about me, but I don't know how these things work. So I think, I guess that's how it works. Um, it was, it was cute most of the time. And I really liked having a boyfriend. There were parts that were rough, but 
I don't know how much of me, how much of that was me overanalyzing and how much of that was like, it was actually bad. And about two and a half months after us being together, I got kicked out and went through like this really, I, it was, it was not a good time. I reverted back to really bad habits on a daily basis. I was, over the last like three months of our relationship, I was in the lowest point that I'd like ever been in my life. Like it was, it was bad. So, um. At first, he was, like, really supportive, and he's like, oh, my God, I would, like, I'll help you with whatever you need and stuff, because, like, I was still 17, still a senior in high school. Like, my parents took my phone and my car, so I didn't, like, and I had no idea, like, how to adult. Like, because I was homeschooled my senior year because of the pandemic. My parents didn't want to send any of us to school. So, like, all my homework and stuff, all of it had to get done online. So in order to like cope with all of that, I kind of just threw myself into work and I was working like 40 plus hours a week. But I mean, I did manage to keep up good grades and graduate with good grades. So I'm really proud of myself for that. And he was like really supportive. Like I remember the night that I was going to kicked out. I got kicked out. I had work that night and I had fully planned on like because I didn't have a car. I fully planned on like walking to the bridge instead of the place I was staying at and just yeeting myself off because it's like if your own parents don't want you what what even is the point who's going to want you but uh he offered to drive me home instead and we had like a little heart to heart in his truck before I went inside I don't know I just after that I kind of like put everything I had into him It was very unhealthy on my part because it's like you can't put all of your emotional happiness and all of your emotional well-being on one person, especially when you're only 17 years old and your boyfriend is very immature. Because I remember one night I was going to go hang out with him and he ignored me the entire time to play video games and I got like really upset because when we were together while I was still living with my parents, they wouldn't really let me go out. So I'd like, I'd lie to them and say I had work. And then he'd pick me up from where I worked and we'd leave my car there in case my parents were spying on me. And that's how we'd hang out. So like most of the times we hung out when I still lived with my parents, my parents didn't even know about. Because I was just so upset that they wouldn't let me have a normal teenage life. Like I have my first boyfriend. You'd think you'd like want us to spend time together because that's how relationships work. So I went to go hang out with him because I had the free reign to do so. And he ignored me the entire time for video games, and I got, like, very upset, and I was texting my friends, and I was like, oh my god, what what would even was the point of coming here? Like, I could have just been at home doing things I enjoyed. Instead, I come all this way to spend time with my boyfriend, and he's just, like, ignoring me. And then he picked up on the fact that I was upset. It took him a while. And he came over, but I didn't want to, at that point, I was mad at him, and I didn't want anything to do with him. And... For some reason, he decided that the best thing to do to, like, uh, cheer me up or whatever is, I don't even remember how, like, this, how we got to this. I just know what happened. But he started, like, forcibly trying to take off my pants. And I was like, what is going on? Because we, we, at that point, we had never done anything more than making out. We never had talked about anything like that. 
there's a lot of lack of communication. Like, we never even confirmed when we were dating. We just kind of started saying we were dating without ever actually talking about it. So I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying, I'm pushing him away. I start crying and he's like, well, I want to see the scars that are on your legs because I have very extensive history with playing Fruit Ninja on my legs. And I'm like crying. I'm like, no, no. And he keeps trying to take my pants off so he can see the self-arm scars on my legs. And it's like, at that point, I should have realized something was wrong, but I didn't. That was something that, uh, yeah. And, but I stayed with him. I didn't, I didn't do anything and like try to break up with him. I was like, it's a, it's a one-off occasion. Like it'll never happen again. Like it's fine. Um, things were pretty good after that for a while. We, there were times where he'd pretend he was mad at me and he wasn't actually mad at me or like he'd get mad at me for something, but he wouldn't tell me what, like, I remember there was a whole weekend, like from Friday to Sunday where he like he was talking to me but it was not like it was very passive aggressive and I knew I'd like some he was mad for something and I had like obviously something to do with me and I for the life of me had no idea what it was and he kept insisting that nothing was wrong and I knew something was wrong but he wouldn't tell me only for me to find out by the end of that weekend that uh he was mad because one of my co-workers who we're all pretty sure is gay uh had been like we talked a lot because we worked together and he got jealous of that and instead of like talking and he's like the way you hugged him and I'm like I hug everyone like I'm a very physically affectionate person because I feel like I can never say the proper words to express what I'm feeling so I always like you know hugs high fives you know that kind of thing but hugs especially and I was like there's nothing going on there like right now 14 out of 10 would date him just because like he's the least toxic guy I know just like 14 out of 10 would date my friends if they were gay like we've had multiple conversations about this obviously it's not going to happen but like but that was because all of this was way after we'd broken up anyway and I remember uh it was from that moment on it was kind of very off and on we'd spend just as much time fighting and being mad at each other as we would like being all cute and coupley, like one time we went to Green Bay with his two brothers and his older brother's fiance because he had he had a younger brother and an older brother. We went to Green Bay, we went out, uh, and his brother and him both vape, so we stopped at a smoke shop to get vape stuff for them and whatever, and then they all thought it would be funny to sit there and hold the vape up to my mouth and wouldn't let it like wouldn't take it away until I took a hit I'm very I have a very my family has an extensive history of addictive personalities and stuff like my grandpa smokes my aunt did smoke uh she recently stopped about a year ago so that she could have a baby um my dad smokes he has a tumor in his lung and if he continues to smoke he will get cancer um so I, I don't I don't do that stuff because I know it'll make all the problems I have in my life worse, and I want to get better, not worse.
and that again another moment where I sh- red flag should have gone up and I should have been like whoa this isn't right why am I still here but I'm an idiot and I stayed because my parents were always like from the moment I got in the relationship they were like it's not gonna last like once he gets to know who you are he's not gonna want anything to do with you blah 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 yada 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 so I I think part of the reason why I stayed with him was to try and prove my parents wrong, which didn't work, but I had a story, there was a story in there, oh, so, um, I, I'm black, okay, my mom was white, my dad was black, you have me, nice little mixed Jocelyn, and he was very white, like, pale as a vampire, like, think twilight pale, um, so, he's kind of the one of the, he was one of those people who used, like, the n-word, but, like, a substitute, which is still just as derogatory, and I have, like, people are going to say those words, and there's nothing I can do to stop them, however, if they're going to start calling me those words, I'm, I'm not going to associate with that, I don't want to be called that, if that's how you and your friends want to talk, that's fine. I can't do anything to stop that, but I can. If you're going to talk like that to me, like, I have every right and I have the power to walk away from that and not associate with you. So he called me that once in the beginning days of our relationship, and I was like, no. And he was very respectful of that, and um, he didn't, like, say that ever again in front of me until one time we were hanging out with, again, like, his family, and he called me that, and I was like, don't call me that, like, I don't like it, I'm, that's, stop, and so he turns to his brother and his brother's fiance, and I was like, yeah, she doesn't like it when I call her that, so I just do it to get a reaction out of her, something along those lines, and they all started laughing at me, and again, another moment where I should have been like, this isn't right, like, why am I still here, like, just looking back at all these things right now, it's kind of like, what was I doing? I was emotionally abusing myself for what? Because there was, there was a lot of emotional abuse. And when I was younger, I never understood why people stayed in relationships like that. Like, it's so, like, from an outsider's perspective, it's so fucking obvious. But when you're in that kind of situation, you like you don't realize it at all. And it was just, there were so many other little things that was just kind of like looking at it now like, a year later, it's kind of, like, very obvious that it was a very bad, toxic relationship, and I should have gotten out of there a lot sooner, but when I was in it, like, some of the things that I did remember, I just kind of, like, excused, because in my first relationship, and I honestly didn't know any better, um, anyway, in the last, like, month that we were together, it was, it was very draining, like, I was, that time I was getting ready to graduate I was training as a supervisor at the job I worked at I worked at Burger King I don't work there anymore um still 17 uh I found out my parents were like stalking me and stuff like the house I was living in they drive past it like two three times a day and anytime I had like there was my brother's birthday and I went over there because this is my baby brother and I want to celebrate his, you know, second birthday with him. And they would, like, 
talking to my parents was so, it was, there was a lot going on. So, and I have very, very bad anxiety and it was just kind of worse. And then him and his, like, I'm mad at you, but I'm not mad at you. Or like, he wouldn't tell me if he was mad, but he wouldn't tell me if he was faking he was being mad. And like, I can never tell. And every time I'd try to ask him, I'd be like, are you mad? Like, did I do something? And he'd be like, no, but I can never tell. Like, if he was being honest or not like I was trying to communicate but he was refusing to communicate with me and everything was so passive aggressive and it just made everything that much worse and all of it all of these events combined just became way too much for me and I tried to kill myself luckily my best friend Emily uh through subtext found out what I was trying to do she came she kidnapped me to her house for a sleepover to make sure that I was okay and honestly despite the fact that I tried to kill myself it is one of the greatest memories I have is chilling with her which is I could probably do an entire podcast episode about how some of our greatest moments together are born out of trauma like we had a shared friend for a while we're no longer friends with her but um and we had a night out with her and it was a really bad night and our favorite both of our favorite moments from that night was when we were sitting in a truck bawling our eyes out because she was being so inconsiderate about our feelings but yeah no so i and then i texted him and i was like i tried to tell him and he opened the message and didn't he didn't respond to anything else i sent him that night like he didn't there was nothing. I like, I remember obsessively checking my phone and kind of like spamming him because I was like, like my friend literally rushed over to make sure I was okay and to make sure that like I wasn't going to die or anything. And my boyfriend who claimed he loved me more than anything else in the world just ignored me like I didn't mean anything. And then the next day, he pretended like nothing had happened and honestly I probably should have broken up with him that day but I didn't and that even at that at that point I understood that what I was doing that staying with him was very bad but I kept holding out hope that like it would get better uh I tried talking to him multiple times about it because I just I just kind of needed to know what he was feeling what was going on in his head like what he wanted like did he want to try and make this work did he not like what was happening there and he wasn't giving me anything the one time the one time I did get him to talk about it I uh I mentioned he didn't even talk about the suicide attempt but I brought it up and I brought up my unhealthy coping habits specifically my self-harm and how I was trying to get better but it, it was just so difficult but I, I honestly I honest to God was trying and all he said was that I wasn't trying hard enough anytime I'd try to make plans with him he'd ditch me he'd say oh I have to go do something real quick and then never get back to me or he'd always have these plans that were coming up and eventually I was just like I can't do this anymore I 
I broke up with him. It was like two weeks after I tried to unalive myself. Unfortunately, the story does not end there. Because despite the fact that I broke up with him, I wasn't really ready to break up with him. I was just kind of like, from what I gathered, that was what he wanted. And so I was like, fine, I'll just give you what you want. Even though, like, and looking at it back at it now, I'm glad I broke up with him because it definitely was the best thing for me. But in the moment, I just, I didn't see it that way. Uh, so that was like the end of May. And then throughout the, like, the entire summer, I kept, like, messaging him about stuff. Like, we were, before we broke up, me, him, and one of my coworkers were supposed to go see Hamilton on Broadway. Um, that never ended up happening, but I, like, used that as an excuse to keep talking to him, which is definitely not healthy. Don't, if you break up with your ex, you are not allowed to message them until you know for sure that talking to them is what you want because it definitely fucked me up even more because he could tell I was still so attached and he'd like use that we hooked up a couple times over the summer and then I turned 18 and he was still 17 because I was older than him and so we didn't anymore because I was like illegal and um eventually I found another guy to talk to and that's a story in and of itself, because that guy was not any better. But, yeah. But he, it was, it was a train wreck from start to finish. Another, another bad story. Um, so, since he was my first boyfriend, we did a lot of things together, and he was a lot of my firsts. And he's the reason that I'm no longer virgin, well, technically not a virgin I refer to myself as a half virgin because I would have rather not have lost my virginity to him but um that was a very traumatizing experience because I was not ready mentally I thought I was but I definitely was not and I ended up having a panic attack before either of us could finish and he was so mentally stable that he had no idea what a panic attack was something that I'd been experiencing since I was like 14 and so after I like calmed myself down from said panic attack I had to explain to him what it was and like I have two different types of panic attacks and one of them is like when my mind just won't shut up and it keeps going like super fast and it won't shut up and the best way to I found to ground myself, which isn't healthy in any way, but the best way that, like, I found to ground myself was, like, through pain. So I'd, like, bite on my hands and stuff or, like, start scratching on myself very aggressively. And he got mad at me and refused to talk to me for the rest of the night because he didn't agree with how I handled them. Mind you, I'd never had anyone who taught me healthy ways to cope with them. I didn't even realize that I, like, what they were until I did a research on them. Because I didn't have, my parents didn't ever explain anything like that to me. So, that was very traumatizing. I, I realized how much I let him get away with for so long, and I'm, I kind of feel bad for his current girlfriend. And I hope that she's doing a lot better than I was. 
but yeah. Side note, this guy also sent me a TikTok and it had something to do with asking for titty pics. And when I wouldn't send him said titty pics, because like, I'd get very close to sending news, but I would not actually send them because I was so scared my parents were monitoring my phone at all times. So I told him no. And I told him when I would send him or I'd be like, hey, we can find a day to you know, hang out and like, we can see him in person, like see the real thing. And he got so mad at me. He would not talk to me for the next, well, he would talk to me for the next two days, but it was all very passive aggressive and he was very mad at me for it. And then got mad that I got mad at him for being mad about it. So yeah, not healthy in the slightest. So there was this one guy who I started working with at my old job at Burger King. And I don't know, I trained him as the first like person to train him. He seemed okay. And I don't know, I didn't know much about him. I literally just met him. And somehow I got a Snapchat and he was like very out there. It was a little like, I liked the vibes of it. In hindsight, kind of freaky, like YOLO. And then like, after a week of knowing about his existence, all of a sudden he was like, OMG, I like you and I want to date you. And I was like, no, I don't know anything about And at that time I was still hooked on my ex. So I was like, I kept him, like he was very creepy the first time he told me he liked me. So I kept him around for two reasons and didn't block him, even though I everything told me to. One, he developed a friendship before this, and I was like, mm, having a friend is nice, because I actively only had like, I had like five actually, but still. And then, two, to see if I could make my ex jealous and maybe my ex would take me back. It did not work. <laughs> I'm very grateful for that. So yeah, so I turned him down and then we started this pattern of talking regularly for a week and you know, as friends do, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he'd be like, OMG, I'm like so in love with you. And I'd shut him down and he'd push it, but not to the point where I would block him, more to the point where it just got annoying. And then he'd back off and we'd be back to where we started and being friends again. Which is, deal, like I said, him establishing a friendship before saying anything is the reason that I, like, didn't block him right out the gate. And, like, I saw a lot of the red flags in his personality and stuff. But at some point, I got over my ex because of him. So, like, I was just, you know, as in, I was like, I'm not going to date him because I realize it's wrong. You know, I'm just going to keep this friendship up and... He'll get over it. Guys are always looking for the next best thing. Something new, something shiny. Um, but of course, that is not how it works. And I ended up falling for him at some point, but I didn't realize it for a really long time. And we play, like, these stupid games. Like, we wouldn't play Truth or Dare because, like, it's over the phone. It can be really hard to, like, do dares and stuff. So I just made up this thing it was like truth or truth except we just ask each other random questions and we called it the questions game it's something that i'd played with a lot of my friends before and so like if we got bored we just ask each other random questions as i got more comfortable with talking to him i'd kind of like flirt back but like not in the very like 
obvious way more like if he started something I wouldn't completely shut it down big mistake on my part <laughs> um we play would you rather never have ever yeah I did in the beginning trauma dump on him a lot in the hopes that maybe it'd scare him away and he'd be like ah I don't want this mentally unstable teenager it did not work at, if anything it made him like me even more, and I was like, what is wrong with you? And then at some point, I'd use that for validation, so, like, I think that makes me a horrible person. <laughs> but, um, uh, none of my friends really liked him. In fact, they all kind of, like, hated him and told me to stop being friends with him. And, and so then, um, we were, hold up, ow, okay, I had to lose now. Anyway, so we were, oh, I don't even, my brain blocked out a good portion of stuff that had happened. So I can only really ever remember the beginning, I remember, like, the end, and I don't really remember much in the middle. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know if it's just like trauma response or if it's like just because maybe it didn't mean as much as I thought it did. I don't know. But anywho, so then we get to a point where uh, someone showed me a TikTok that he had posted of this girl. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like an old TikTok he had of his ex. And they're like, uh, it was from, like, 15 hours ago. And I'm like, hmm, that's a little suspicious because he hadn't said anything to me. Not that I expected him to because he was, wasn't the most trustworthy guy. <laughs> Lots of red flags. Literal walking red flag. So uh, we were playing the questions game that night. And he said something about if I saw us together in the future. And I was like, I don't really like thinking about the future too much. Never have just because it's it's a very scary thought. Like, when I, if I do think about the future, the only people that I really see are the friends I have now because I know the moment that any of us leaves each other is the moment that we all die. Like, that's, that's just how we're going to put it. Like, if I ever lost any of my friends or they decided they didn't want me anymore, I'd literally catch me with all the pill bottles, catch me off the bridge, catch me just like I, I wouldn't be able to do it and neither would they <laughs> like we've had literal conversations about this and um so you know I told him and so that was my turn to ask a question I asked him about it and he completely deflected it and I just thought oh maybe because then he started talking about how he was so in love with me and how he'd do anything to be with me blah 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 yada 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 so I didn't think anything of it at the time. I just thought, oh, it's another opportunity for him to present his love to me. Um, so like, you know, you know, looking at it now, I realize that it was a purpose deflection because they were most definitely dating and he was most definitely trying to hide it from me. Which says a lot about him, not to lie. It also kind of says a lot about me because like, I'm dumb, but we don't need to talk about it. So we continue talking for like the next week and all my friends are like, yo, did you hear that 
this guy is dating someone. And I was like, uh, well, now I know because you're telling me these things. So, and I remember, I remember this day very clearly because I'd, I'd been getting jealous and I was like, oh shit, I think I like this guy. So, I asked him about it and I was like, hey, someone, one of my friends, you know, said that you're dating this girl. Is this true? And this was during one of our question games. And he got so defensive. He's like, no, we're not dating. Your friends are just making up lies about me because they don't love me. We're just talking, but it's not going anywhere. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I took that, and I'm like, well, they're talking. So I used that as, like, I took that as my sign to shoot my shot. And I was like, hey, so you know all those times I rejected you? And you remember how you keep saying you're in love with me? Maybe I like you too. And then it was... Oh no, I am in love with this other girl. Like, it didn't happen like that. I'll, hold up, I'm going to find all of the screenshots and I will be able to read them to you so you will be able to see just exactly how fucked up this got. We're back with screenshots. Okay, so when I asked him, like, oh my god, would you want to date me? None of those exact words, obviously. I got this whole ass, like, essay in response. He was very fond of sending essays. Um, TBH, I never thought you would ask to be together at all, actually, so I started to talk to this other person in spite that you didn't want to date me. Mind you, the same person he told me earlier in the day that he was talking to that wasn't going anywhere. I was actually convinced that you didn't want to date me ever, but now... His grammar is horrible. But now I feel terrible for saying no. But let's do this. If this other chick and I don't last, I will more than gladly take you as mine... And a bunch of crying face emojis. Like, th there was, um, like, five different, like, it was as many as you can send. So, um, let's dissect this, shall we? I found out later that he had actually been dating this girl at the time that he was telling me this. And he'd been trying to hide the relationship from me. So, like, using me to cheat on this girl, basically whatever so um he's dating this girl they'd been i think they'd been dating for at least a week when he sent me this and he's referring to her as this other chick he did that a lot too like whenever he talks about her or like when we would still talk or whenever like my friends are at, like at burger king and me and my friends are talking and he brings her up he always refers to her as his girlfriend and never actually by name like i think three times I have heard him use her name. I'm kind of convinced that maybe he doesn't actually know her name. Because, like, it's not even, like, pet names or anything. Like, it's just literally just my girlfriend. Is it, like, a possessive thing? Like, possessiveness thing? Like, I don't know. Um, oh, and then the whole second choice. I will more than gladly take you as mine. Like, he's literally setting himself up for a rebound relationship when him, this, him and this girl don't work out also his grammar is just horrible like it is so the rest of the screenshots i have are in the two weeks that we were still talking while they were dating it was it was either a week or two because i'd take like screenshots of this stuff and i'd send it to my friends and i'd be like what the fuck like he has a girlfriend and yet this is what he's sending me because 
like I got I got so confused and like I entertained it a little bit and I kind of feel bad for that because the other girl definitely does not deserve this in any way shape or form like she is she is hot she could be a model and he's like looking back he's kind of ugly so she could go score like literally any other guy like he is he's bottom of the list not gonna like I ooh. anyway so we had this thing where our flirting and we wouldn't like call each other hot or sexy or anything like that we'd refer to each other as yummy and I'm cringing so hard right now that I ever had anything to do with that like I hate myself so much just looking back on this but anywho so we'd been talking one day except we stopped talking we were just sending pictures back and forth on snapchat and um he just sends me out of the blue he's like guess what and I'm like what and he's like you'll disagree with me but you're like yummy so like it wouldn't even be like I would start flirting and he'd just like go along with it or whatever like he'd legit actually like start all this flirting stuff I would just go along with it, which, like, doesn't make me any better, but, like, it doesn't make him any better either, <laughs> like, not to mention, I was not the one in a relationship, well, he was, and I was not the one who was hiding it from other girls that I was telling them I loved him. I counted, and in the, um, before him and I had a fallout, he told me he loved me five times while they were still dating, so, and it's been confirmed that he probably has other girls too. So I dodged a bullet not dating him. <laughs> kind of feel bad with the girl he's with though because she does not realize what a piece of shit he is. Anyway, so I asked him where that came from because it like came out of nowhere. And he's like, I just thought of it and thought of you. I don't know, you're just yummy with weird ass emojis and I like it. He was obsessed with his, especially like, one of our early conversations was like about favorite colors and stuff because we had nothing better to talk about and mine's purple and his was like blue so he'd always send he changed his name on snapchat to include the blue and purple hearts and then would constantly send them to me with like these sweet ass goodnight messages i think it was maybe like the sweetheart persona that he put on and then when he was done being a sweetheart to me i got to see how much of a bitch he was um he also sent me like cute ass good morning messages uh there's the one where he's like you're a blessing to this world and i will always be here for you spoiler alert he was not always here for me no guy ever was not even my dad's it's kind of sad that i have two dads and neither of them have always been here for me but that's a story for a different day um now there's one with the good night messages and like all the hearts and kissy faces and stuff uh, there was one where I uh, I had dyed my hair and I took a picture and just kind of like mass sent it out to people just to like get an opinion on what they thought and his response was damn you cute a girl he has used a uh, girl a line he has used um for his girl on his story multiple times my friend still has him on snapchat it's like they were unfriended and then he added her back just so he'd like figure out like scheduling stuff out for work and stuff like they don't actually talk because she hates his guts and um oh there's the i made a promise with you and i'm not going to break it plus i love you too much he did break that promise and he told me that it wasn't breaking the promise because things change so apparently 
you're allowed to break promises if things in your life change. So, like, if I ever promised my friends that I'd be there forever, be there with them forever, and then I met someone better and said, oh, I didn't break, and just left them and said, oh, I didn't break my promise, things just change, you know. That's how that works, apparently. I don't know where I was going with that. I got distracted. Um, oh, there was one night. I don't exactly remember what happened, but he kind of drama dumped on me a little bit and then decided he was going to go to bed because he just didn't want to be alive anymore. I, I don't know if it was I want to be alive, but like didn't want to be awake. Same thing, at least to me it is. Like if I don't want to be awake, it's a euphemism for I don't want to be alive. I think I used the word euphemism. English is hard. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, good night you. I still love you even if we aren't dating. Um, oh, so, like I said, he hated my friends, my friends hated him, it was a mutual hateship, and he made his girlfriend either block, uh, my friend group, if they had her on Snapchat, or if we would try to add her on anything, he would tell her not to add us, because we would try and ruin his relationship, mind you. None of us are malicious enough to ever intentionally ruin someone's relationship for no reason. Like, because we, we did actually try not to, like, ruin his relationship, but just to let her know, hey, your boyfriend's a cheating fucking asshole, which is the reason we had the fallout. Because I had screenshots, like, obviously I have screenshots of this. I sent it to my friends. My friends sent it to people who knew her, and he ended up telling her, that they were all from before they started dating, which they were not. I had timestamps on them and everything. She's just, I don't want to call her dumb, but like, she's just kind of dumb. There was the time that he told me perfection only lays in engineering me and his girlfriend, because sometimes he remembered he had a girlfriend. He remembered any time he had to seem like he was such a sweetheart and like he was the bestest boyfriend ever. If it wasn't relevant to making him look good in someone's eyes he wouldn't talk about her so um yeah so then um screenshots got out girlfriend almost broke up with him he turned around and blamed the whole thing on me like he messaged me he's like what the fuck and i'm like okay first of all i don't know who this girl is obviously i did not and he's like well how did everyone get the screenshots and i'm like well first of all he knows my friends have 24 access 24 7 access to my phone well, not 24-7 access, because we're not always together, but pretty, pretty darn close. And then, so we were friends with this girl from work. Like, we all, st- ended, we all started out hating her, and she hated us. And then somehow she managed to get into our friend group, and then she started getting... She's 23 years old and had a crush on my 17-year-old friend and was, like, really weird and touchy feely with him and he's not a touchy-feely person in the slightest and made him really uncomfortable and when he called her out on that she got so mad and like and then she like would start using us for rides because she didn't have a car or a license I don't think and anyway so she ended up befriending this guy that I was talking to and now all of a sudden they're best friends and uh yeah they're like, say, bye, I love you, bye, I love you. Mind you, he's much younger than she is, and it's kind of creepy. 
like she's a whole ass child predator. Cause she also there was another like minor employee from Burger King, and she stuck her finger up his ass, without like just walking by and just she'd make comments about like there's this other guy and she'd make comments about his man boobs and she said multiple times like she does not care about age she will sleep with whoever so it's not saying this guy's a good guy but he's better than a fucking child predator anywho so like then he started saying like like i would talk to her because you hadn't personally done anything to me and she'd always be like oh my god never let him go like you have to fight for your man, blah, 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 whatever. And then she'd turn around and she'd, like, make up a whole bunch of shit to him, like, about how I was still so obsessed with him, which, like, yeah, did still like him. No, wasn't obsessed with him. And how she'd talk to my friends who didn't like her and wouldn't talk to her outside of work-related things. But how I never shut up and how they all told me to move on and how she told me to move on, even though she obviously didn't <clears throat> and it was and he'd turn around and he'd get all mad at me and it's like I'm not saying any of these things but then he'd tell me that he wanted to be friends with me still because he didn't want to lose me but we couldn't be friends because then his girlfriend would find out and it's like if you're so worried about your girlfriend finding out it means you've done something wrong and you know you've done something wrong like just admit you're a piece of shit <laughs> it's not that hard let her find a, like, if, if you truly love her as much as you say you do, A, don't be fucking around with other girls, and B, let her find someone better, because you're just not it. Oh, and the thing that tipped it over the edge was he'd post these, like, ask me anything things on a story, and there was someone who would go on there and call him daddy, and for some reason he was convinced that was me, even though we have had multiple conversations about how no matter how many daddy issues I have, I will never have a thing for that. You can call me mommy all you want. I'm not calling anybody daddy, except for Johnny Depp. I will make an exception for him. I will make all of the exceptions for him. And then it blew up on me, and I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, Because we originally had the falling out of his girlfriend finding out two weeks before I officially ended it and just like I unadded him and I was I was just kind of done so um like two weeks of this back and forth of oh I can't talk to you at all except for when my girlfriend's not around to see my phone but I don't want to cut you out of my life because like it was and then he accused me of using him as my personal therapist and like made me feel bad for talking to him about the things I was going through in my life and like because I'd also just like the day that his girlfriend found out and like this all started like we went from being friends to he I don't know was the same day that I started a new job so, like, I was kind of adjusting, and not that it was, it, starting a new job is always rough. And I, I think there was something else going on, but I can't quite remember. Oh, yeah, and my grandpa also ended up in the hospital because he'd fallen and broken seven bones. He had to get his leg amputated. It was, so I was 
aside from the stuff that was going on with him, like, I had quite a bit going on in my life at the time. And it was... So, like, obviously, I'm a person, like, I started this whole podcast because, like, I'm a person who, when I have something I need to talk about, like, I need to talk about it. And I, like, obsessively think over it until I can talk about it and I'll mull over it, like, millions and millions of times. And I only have, like, three friends who kind of get sick of hearing about this stuff from time to time. So, he was kind of, like, an extra person that I could talk to and, like, yeah, and obviously, if you're going through something like your grandpa being in the hospital and having him get his leg amputated and you think he's going to fucking die, yeah, you're gonna be upset and you're going to, like, trauma dump about this on people because it's, like, it's it's a very hard thing to go through. Like, I, I would nonstop crying because I was just, like, uh, more on, we can do a whole other episode on that later. Well, maybe not a whole episode, but, like, this is not the time for grandpa sadness. This is the time for dumb bitch boys. But, yeah, so, and he went off on me. Uh, I was done. I'd had enough. We'd still be friendly, like, whenever I'd go to Burger King, because, like, obviously other friends work there. And he's, like, he can be very backhanded and passive-aggressive. Like YOLO. But a little update is he has now started being nice to all of my friends that he, you know, couldn't stand and wanted nothing to do with. I've none of us have any idea where that came from. Like, it's not even just uh I'm done being passive aggressive, like he's literally sucking up to them and acting like they're the bestest friends in the world. Like he literally told one of my friends that she was one of the coolest people he knew or something like that. It's it's a little concerning when you think about it because, like, they have done nothing but be, like, absolute bitches to him. Like, so, uh, we don't know where that's coming from. But YOLO! So that's that guy. I think there's a lot more there. But honestly, like, that's that's the big major stuff that shows just how much of an asshat he is. A douche canoe. I think we would call him a douche canoe and a twat waffle and a carpet muncher and a cunt muffin. We came up with a lot of fun nicknames for him that we just now use in everyday, ca- everyday casual conversation with each other. So then there was this one guy who I didn't actually date either. However, I did have interest in dating him. He was actually hot, unlike the other two guys, and he seemed like an honestly sweet person. Like, there were no obvious red flags that we could see. Like, both of my friends approved of him, and it's like, wow, you haven't approved of anyone else. Maybe this is, maybe this is the breakthrough I needed. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. Um, he used, he had lived in the state I lived in, and then had moved to a different state, but he honestly didn't live that far away. And, like, it was kind of obvious that he liked me too. So I'm like, well, maybe, like, we could make this work. Especially since he didn't like the new state he'd moved to. He wanted to, move to, wanted to move back. And he wasn't that much older than me either. So, like, I was really excited because I'm like, mm, maybe Jocelyn finally gets her shot with someone who's not complete shit. And then... 
uh, we've been talking about something and he told me not to get an apartment but to get a house and I was like that doesn't make sense like I'm 18 I have no I didn't have credit at the time like let's mention houses are expensive and I don't I don't have that kind of money I'm just one person what do I need a whole ass house for and then somehow the talk of houses led into something political about like who's president and I I don't like talking about that stuff personally because it's like so many people get so judgmental and look at it in very black and white view instead of like all the views and it's just it's very bad subject to get on with most people and somehow that political talk led to Black Lives Matter and this guy had this view of black people are the racist ones because all black people listen to rap and all rap is about raping girls and saying the n-word not any genre of music you're going to get bad artists and bad songs that are very offensive very rude very like just not it but to categorize that one particular genre is all bad and all racist and all like disgusting like that is completely false because I listen to rap like one of my favorite rappers and one of my best friend's favorite rappers is NF a Christian rapper who doesn't even swear in any of his songs like he raps about and sings about the stuff he went through in life and like the lessons he took away from it all that fun kind of stuff another one Ash Nico female empowerment and you know men being dumb a black bear just there's rapping in Hamilton you know, David Diggs broke the record for fastest rap on Broadway while faking a French accent, rapping about literally our founding fathers in history. Like, there are bad rap songs out there for sure, but not all of it is about raping girls and definitely doesn't make someone racist. And I'm like, and then this guy claimed that he couldn't be racist because he dated a black girl in the past and that's when we just kind of like you're done you're done you're so emphatically done like and my friend called him out because she like nf has literally saved her life and so that was like very offensive to her and his comeback to that was rap is trash so basically because he doesn't like rap anyone who listens to it is racist so you know just a little fyi apparently that's how the world works now other than those three, I don't really have much of an experience with guys. I do have, like, one-off experiences, but, like, I was never actually looking at any of those guys in a romantic sense. However, they do make for hilarious stories. So, first off, I have a younger brother, and he wasn't originally raised by my parents. He's come to live with us now. But his biological parents, who he did live with for the first six months of his life, were absolute pieces of shit. Um, he suffered a lot of abuse in the first six months of his life. So I was talking to this guy, and he tried to make casual conversation, and I just, like, wasn't here for it. And he decided the best way to engage me in conversation was to talk about religion. And he's like, do you believe in God? And I was like, no, just because, like, based off of my personal experiences, like, I've, my parents work in the foster system, I've seen like a lot of kids who have gone through a lot of shit at such a young age and I'm like if there really is a god out there why isn't he protecting these children like that's 
it's like I believe there's something out there, but I don't think it cares about us nearly as much as a lot of people think it does. So I'm explaining that to him, and he decides he's going to try and change my point of view and make me believe in God. And he, like, I explained to him exactly why. Like, you know, using my brother as an example, like, six months old, gone through so much in his life. And so he decides he's going to make me believe in God by saying that my brother deserved all the abuse he got because Adam and Eve sinned. So now the rest of us have to atone for that and how everything we do that's, like, anything bad that happens to us, we deserve. And it's like, my brother was less than six months old when his dad tried to drown him. I don't think there's anything he did at that age. To just, No one has done anything at any age to deserve anything like that. And I... I was so mad because it's like you're literally, it's like, obviously it's personal because that's my baby brother you're talking about. He's almost three now. He's doing a lot better. But you're also saying that any kid who has been through anything in their life, any abuse anyone has ever faced, anything like very bad and very negative that anyone has faced that no one should have to go through in their life, you're saying that all those people deserve that because of an event that happened years and years and thousands upon thousands of years ago. And I, one of my best friends is Christian, and I, like, screenshotted our messages and I showed it to her. And she's like, what corner of his ass did he pull all this from? Because a lot of the stuff he was saying, like, wasn't even in the Bible. And he ended up getting blocked. I sent his username out for, like, literally everyone to add and tack him. Because it's like... You are a... The amount of things I could think of someone like him deserves is... I, it made me so mad. Um, there, I have actually had two guys where this has happened. So a guy recently added me on Snapchat. We were talking. Found out... So I'm 18. I found out he was 28. And I was like, uh, that's a little, like, old for me. And also he was like... Uh, it was he was giving me very weird vibes so I kind of like removed him and I was like yeah no this isn't like I'm just gonna nip this in the bud before it gets anywhere and he kept spamming me for like the next couple of days like he messaged me multiple times a day I wouldn't respond I wouldn't say anything and eventually like it made me so mad so I'm like can you not take a fucking hint? Like, if someone's not responding to you, and if someone has literally removed you as a friend on Snapchat, maybe you think you'd get the hint. And he left me open at, for the rest of the day. And the next day, he was back to sending me multiple messages. And he did that for a couple days, and then I went off on him again. I'm like, dude, I want nothing to do with you. I'm not interested. Like, it's kind of pathetic that a week later... You're still like, go find someone your age. Stop harassing me. Left man opened for the next two days before he started spamming me again. And I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. And I blocked him. And I was, I'm not looking back because like that's very creepy. And it just, it gave me all the wrong vibes. And then there was another guy 
I was talking to him again, gave me very creeperish vibes, and I told him so, because, like, he asked me, like, some weird-ass question, and I told him, I'm like, that's creepy, you're being, like, really creepy right now, dude, and he's like, well, if you really think that, then just remove me, you don't have to talk to me, so I did, I removed him, and then, not not even a couple days later, he's messaging me again, and I'm like, yo, I don't want to talk to you, like, you were being creepy, I removed you for a reason, like, and his response to that was, are you on drugs? No, I'm just done with stupid boys and all their, I don't even, I'm so frustrated at this point that I can even English, I'm just, I'm done with all of them. There's another guy who, after two hours of talking to me, claimed to be in love with me. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know who I am. And then asked me if I wanted to, if I wanted a surprise. And I was like, well, what is it? And he didn't tell me what it was, just sent me a dick pic. Mind you, me and my friends make a lot of jokes about guys who have dicks that are literally, like, probably an inch. And how, like, guys are always overcompensating. This guy's dick was literally, like, microscopic. Like, it was, it was horrible. Like, it is not the type of thing you'd be advertising to anyone. Like, and so I blocked him right away, because I'm like, that is, and then another guy who I was talking to, and he said he wanted to get to know me, and whenever I'm, like, talking to a guy that I, like, I don't know, Sometimes I'll just trauma dump on them just to see what happens because I think their reactions are the funniest thing ever. So I like trauma dumped on him and his only response was, not gonna lie, I'm kind of horny right now. And it's like, does the emotional abuse I suffered through in my life really turn you on? Or were you just not paying attention to anything I was saying and you've just been thinking with your dick this whole time? Literally any guy ever. But it's like, boys are so gross all the time. Like, who gave them the right? Who gave them the right to be this disgusting and stupid? Like, it amazes me that the male species is still alive. Like, I know there are some good guys out there, but, like, the amount of, like, stupid, hormone-filled, even when they're, like, 28, 30 years old, it is disgusting. So when I was about 12, 11, 12, I discovered Pinterest and I was obsessed for the next couple of years. I don't use it as much now, but like that used to be my entire life. Like I would go on it so much so that I got banned off our school computers and then I found a way to still get onto it from my school computer because I was a boss like that. But um, that's where me and my friends would chat and have our petty little fights. Uh, I'd look at stupid <laughs> Tumblr memes on Pinterest. It was just like, that was my life. I was weird. And there was this guy who started messaging me. And I didn't really think much of it at the time because, you know, little 12-year-old Jesslyn is stupid. And it, we'd have normal conversation, but then he'd get, like, drunk. And then he'd start flirting with me and use these stupid-ass nicknames. Like, I didn't see anything weird about it at the time. But, like, looking at it, looking back at it now, he was most definitely, like, grooming me. And it wasn't just me, like... I think he had one or two of my other friends, and he'd message them at the same time, too. And none of us really saw anything weird with it. Luckily, I didn't use 
my real name, I used a fake name, and I didn't give out any personal information. So, at least I was kind of smart in that area. But, like, just the thought of it now, like, absolutely disgusts me that people like that exist in the world who see people they know are children and will still do that type of shit. It's absolutely disgusting, and I hate every part of it. So those are all of my most noteworthy dumb bitch boy stories. Um, I do know my friends have some, so I'm going to see if I can get a time and they can tell it their stories with dumb bitch boys because boys are dumb and they're bitches and they're comeuppins and we want nothing to do with them. Uh, maybe, maybe one day we'll find a guy. Maybe I'll find a girl. Who knows? I feel like I'd have better luck with a girl. Boys are just not sensitive enough. And you know, they're dumb. I can't be with dumb people. I have brain cells and I would like to keep them and not waste them. But anywho, I think that's all I have to say on today's episode. Hope you have a wonderful day and night, and see you next. Well, not see you because this is a podcast and you can only listen. Yeah. Bye!